genre. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here as I'm here with today, Sean Petit. Yo. And RJ Vite. Heyo. We're, uh, we're down a person. Casey Casey's not here. She's, uh, it's free comic book day weekend, folks. Let's just give her a break. Yeah, she got sucked into the vortex. She's, hopefully she climbs out of the free comics by the end of next week. Um... As usual, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin those for you. I'll give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story today is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin by Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, Tom Waltz, Esau and Isaac Escorza, Ben Bishop, Antonio Delgado, Samuel Plata, and Rhonda Pattison. Another... Uh, what did I call it last week? A graduation ceremony. Graduation, yeah. It's like the, uh, yeah, we got the, the greatest hits all in one record. All the all the recording <laughs> artists are here, <laughs> throwing throwing down a track. The all around the world, uh, the uh, hands across America of comics. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we are the world. No, no. <sighs> So how's everybody? You know, oh, chilling, fine. tired, long week, rainy today, fucking sucks. Yeah, I feel it like has been. Always drags are down. I feel like comic books kind of knew it was free comic book day weekend because comic book week was, it's pretty light, but. Yeah, definitely yeah. a light week. So it's like, you know, you get your free comic, they knew you were going to get your free comics later. Yeah. Uh, Smart. Yeah. No one will compete you know, with all helps. that free shit. <laughs> Helps this show out since we're down a person. We can just kind of take it easy. Coast, yeah. as you say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll be nice. Hopefully, there's some good free comics. Treat your local comic book shop workers with care. Don't linger. They don't want you there. Tomorrow. Well, I mean, co- free comic book day already happened. It's oh, Wednesday. you're right. It's hopefully Wednesday. you weren't a dick. Yeah. <laughs> And if you if you were, we're gonna hear about Retroactive. it. Retroactive, yeah. If you were a dick to a comic book store employee, we're gonna know. We have yeah. ways to find out. We know yeah. who you are. Yeah, tingle up your spine. That's us. We just yeah. yeah. You know that feeling ever since Saturday that someone's right behind you. That's us. No. <laughs> well, now we're, we're the... th- now we're threatening people. <laughs> we're the comic book cops. No, we're not. Oh, God, that's no, no. that's not who we are. That's not good. <laughs> Only could get away with a joke like that when Casey's not here. Casey's gonna be back next week that, to protest with Casey us. Casey not here. Yeah, mm. it's all right. She'll she'll get us back in line next week. Oh boy. maybe. <laughs> all right. Well, or she'll just we be talk? spent from a free comic book day. We'll see. <laughs> should we talk about comic books then? I guess. All right. Um. <laughs> So for this week, I have my pick is Giant Size X Men Thunderbird number one by Steve Orlando, Nyla Rose, David Cutler, and Irma Nivilla. So this book um, does two things I really really like. One, it gives character development to Thunderbird, 
who is a character that has been around since Giant Size X-Men number one and has been in, like, what, maybe 10 comic books total? Um, and <laughs> yeah. two, it's a secret sequel to 1997's X-Force Minus One, which I might be one of <laughs> 10 people that have read it. Um, well, they've been reading your diary, RJ. Yeah. So this book uh, follows Thunderbird, who has been newly resurrected on Kokoa, and he decides to go home to his reservation, um, which has mostly all been wiped out. Um, part of that is in X-Force, uh, and I, th- I think, uh, anyway, um, he comes across uh, is it, uh, Ed- uh, Edwin Martinick, who is the bad guy from X-Force Minus One, and also a <laughs> self-made werewolf. Um, self-made? Yeah. Pull, pulled himself up by his werewolf bootstraps. Good yeah, it's like uh, he's the Morbius of werewolves. Mm. <laughs> um, that feels and- <laughs> better than being a vampire. I feel like, cause he can Does just it? Kinda- At least he can go out in the day. I think... He only trans, you know, he just he just transforms when there's a full moon, so he's got he can live a normal life. Probably smells like wet dog every once in a while, but you know it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> His leg starts going if you get him right at that right spot, you know. Yeah. I feel like being a werewolf is way more painful. All those transformations. Yeah, all that wardrobes. metamorphosis. Yeah, lots of lots of money on pants. I guess shirts. Werewolves drink. Werewolves don't have to drink blood, so I don't know. It's probably. Yeah. Neither sound appealing, though. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I don't think eating dry kibble sounds very appealing, either. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I, just, I, I just keep, I keep thinking dog. about... I keep thinking about the werewolves in uh, what we do in the shadows. We're werewolves, not swearwolves. They're just, like, they're just dog people? Yeah. Great. Anyway, well, Edwin Martinick is just a dick. I mean, he's also Definitely. like a, you know, like a eugenics scientist. Yeah. So, yeah, isn't he like kind of working with or like in tandem with Orcus or some shit like that? So, he's working with Heritage, which okay. uh was set up in X-Men Gold. Um and then Heritage is like a kind of like a mutant um they're like stealing mutant genes, uh, so they're kind of like a like a research lab version of Sinister, and um, they get uh, they get bought or team up with Orcus in this book. Okay, that's um, what I figured. Yeah, so it's not like good. Subcontract. It's all, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's all good. It's like not. It's all not good all around. <laughs> Everything's bad and it's all terrible. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> Yeah, so he has to go uh, fight um, the Martinick and also uh, get uh, his, the people from his reservation back. And he finds his grandma. Um, but no, that's just a really good, like, one shot story um, that gives way more character to Thunderbird than I think we've ever seen. Because he's like. His his death is so famous, mostly because like 
he was one of the, I mean, he was one of the first comic book characters to ever really die, die. Um, mm-hmm. And also because he was such a, he, it paints him like as such a kind of one note character in that book where he, he's just kind of impulsive and doesn't listen to Xavier and gets blown up. And, uh, you know, things are like way different now. Xavier is like a different person. So yeah. how does that all, you know, factor into this person who, isn't only back from the dead, but back from the dead in the sense that his home on the reservation is completely different and his home with the mutants is completely different. They're not, he, he's been to the Xavier mansion, but they're so far from that now in Krakoa. Like his whole world, it's, it's pretty much like the equivalent of Captain America waking up from World War II. Yeah. Right. So, I was just going to say, it, 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 it sounds like how when you hear about people who get out of prison after being inside for like 20, 30 years, and it's just like, mm, they don't recognize their yeah, world. Yeah. yeah. So a lot, so the, the book is great because it does, uh, it's like a lot of uh, internal narration of like him kind of coping with that. And I find that aspect really interesting. And I like the, the smaller scale, just like singular character focus on him. And, uh, character that you know people like thunderbird but again he's been in like 10 issues like, yeah it's yeah, I fun didn't even it's know funny he existed like, until recently there seems more path obviously right there seems to be hardcore fans of just about every x-men character and this is a, always one of the weirdest to me it's like the, the guy's got no yeah there's really nothing to grab onto with this character so it's it's cool to finally be like all right well let's see where we can take it let's see where see what well, we can do with this i think part of that is too is like warpath just warpath is such a great character and he's had tons of focus you know for decades and you kind of get like his trauma about losing his brother has kind of always been a key character uh-huh. factor and you know the rest of the people on his, res- his the rest of his family so uh i think that that's part of it but yeah I- i'm so glad to see thunderbird back i'm glad that they were able to take the like plot contrivance of not being able to rec- resurrect anyone uh before uh cerebro and just make another plot contrivance it's like here we go yeah right yeah. <laughs> it's like let's just bring him back he's, he's literally like the only mutant left that's not on the island so <laughs> yeah yeah he doesn't, he doesn't even want to be i hate they make like a funny um kind of makes a comment about that like i come back and we have our own own island made by two white men saviors and he's like i'm good (laughs) oh yeah that's gotta yeah he's like i'm gonna gonna go home (laughs) fuck this (laughs) and then uh, he wouldn't really belong like he doesn't like fit in like obviously because he doesn't know these people right like he's been dead for what 20 years it seems yeah and in in comic book time he knows like the the new team but he never met like uh he their mission was to go rescue the original x-men right and, uh so but yeah so he like yeah he's got no real connection to krakoa like mutants like also he's so far removed from that struggle like for if it's been such a long time and then also part of that mine is like they're like Xavier's kind of like the one that let him die. Like I mean he ran off impulsively, but like he died under the, the watch of Xavier. Right. So it's like, I don't know. 
I mean, Xavier's such a dick now. <laughs> I I don't ex- I don't blame Thunderbird at all. Yeah. So also, yeah, I I keep thinking too, like when when they pull pull each other out of the ether like this and and re- and get resurrected. If there is any kind of thing after this life to just reach in and pull a soul out <laughs> from twenty years worth of slumber, it's like, yo, how about you just leave me alone? Well, like we know from Nightcrawler that that the afterlife exists. Yeah, yeah. And Wolverine's been to hell, right? So, yeah, I don't know. He was probably he was probably doing just fine, and now he's on this white people island. (laughs) Yeah, in a world that he doesn't understand. Right. Well, at least he can get you know reunited with his grandmother. Yeah, that's such a good scene. And good moments. And then at the end too, they bring in Warpath, which is also great. And he hasn't seen his grandma since he was a baby. He like hardly recognizes her. So. That yeah, I, I like that scene a lot. He also gets a new suit, and they have a whole data page that's like a note about him designing the suit, which I thought was really cool. And the suit is like turquoise because that color has a lot of meaning. Um, and there's like a bunch of other symbolic stuff that like went into the design of the suit, and I thought that was really cool because I there's not a ton of times that you see that. And he was talking about how like his old suit. Xavier just gave it to him and you know it, mm-hmm. it was like pop like colors that popped and like that was it but wonder, he wanted something that like meant something to him I wonder if part of that is because uh, there's a little note at the end that said David Cutler artist is uh, Native American and he yeah. did the suit redesign so I wonder if part of that data page is his design how, process how he approached the actual design yeah I yeah, think it is yeah, yeah. that's because so. that would be really cool yeah, it's, it's great. I'm excited. It's a dope to costume see. too. It is, yeah. It looks awesome. I'm excited to see him be be around. I'm glad he's. It a, looks like he's going to be an X Men Red, which is cool. Right. Yeah. We we did we talked about the first issue, so we did see him in that. So yeah, just yeah. beating up motherfuckers in a bar. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Welcome back, bud. <laughs> um. All right. So I'm going to continue my theme of. Really good books that we never get a chance to talk about <laughs> because they're fucking crazy. Um, Once in Future 25 by Kieran Gillen and the dynamic duo Dan Mora and Tamara Bond villain. We'll just get out of the way. The, the, this book is gorgeous. It's just stupid and it's not fair. That people are this talented. <laughs> I, I will never not buy a book if I see Dan Mora and Tamara Bond villain's name on it. It's it's rare that I don't buy a book that has Tamara Bond villain's name on it at this point. Like Yeah. And they've been the creative team the whole way, and it's every issue somehow is like I'm still surprised on how good it is. Like it's just that good. So put your eyeballs on it for first. But like the story, Kieran Gillen is having so much fun with uh Arturian and English lore and it's pretty fucking great. Cause this current arc, I'm not gonna like totally run through the issue. I'm just gonna give you a <laughs> highlight of this arc. The current arc has Otherworld, uh they're kind of stuck in Otherworld now, for their version of Otherworld, and we have multiple Arthurs. We have the one we've been following this book and then like an alternate one vying for who's the true king of England. 
a third one pops up in this issue. So there is three Arthurs vying yes. for the land. And Grand's idea is like, all right, who do I know in English lore that really fucking hates the king? Q Robin Hood. Yes. Oh, and they're merry men. Amazing. So he, she basically is like, look, it's not, and they talk about it like, there's the story of Robin Hood, and it got changed because it wasn't a normal. They changed it because it started as like a normal guy who rose up and fought the power, right? They changed it so it was like a a noble who got cat, you know, crushed down and fought against it because they can't have commoners fighting nobles, right? That's, that's the wrong <laughs> message. But ultimately, she kind of talks like the way they develop the story is like this. This Robin Hood is manifested because at the core, she feels like this is like. Britain um, doesn't like kings and the land was a forest and he's like the manifestation of the forest being ruled by like kings and like so Robin Hood is kind of born of the forest. Oh. I like it. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, We meet little John who is obviously a giant. Of course. A literal giant. The the OG (laughs) uh, uh, ironic nickname. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a great moment in this where like they're trying to go attack this giant mech Arthur and he just puts them in an arrow. (laughs) Nice. He just puts them in an arrow like a freaking um, log flume ride and shoots them at him. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just action across the board. Just gorgeous stuff. Uh, They get this like just like the mythos that he's creating like they've used the um now they can use the woods to teleport around other world they also realize that the merry men can manipulate time and because of that at the end of this issue as we saw about seven or eight issues back um the green knight shows back up and wants to fucking kill somebody Mm. so it's just like everything you've read in all of these legends and lore book all these myth myths of old english and shakespeare all this stuff like he's just weaving them so well together uh so it's a great story and it just looks incredible like just bringing some of these these characters to life and like designing them in this non-traditional way because like robin hood's like this red-eyed like demon type looking guy and the merry men are like these like imp characters they're like almost like fairies they're not actual men anymore because they're just like kind of distorted versions and he does that with all these characters and stuff it's such a there's such great designs and then the color obviously the coloring is just it's awesome it's so it's such a good book she's literally the best she's the best yeah if if you haven't read rose and future but if you like anything remotely touching this lore there's a bunch of trades out. I can't recommend it enough. It's so, so, so good. All right. Well, switching gears a little bit, uh, I've got mm. a, a new image, number one. I got Twig, number one, by Scotty Young, Kyle Stram, and Jean-Francois Bialou? I hope I got that right. Bolu, probably. Bolu? Yeah. This Let's book see. is the cutest goddamn thing ever. Yeah, so, this is great this is like great looking in the opposite direction (laughs) yeah it's just everything about this book is adorable and like 
the 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 arts just got so much style everything is kind of it's got that dr seuss type quality where every living thing has been completely invented in this world and yeah it's crazy like this giraffe octopus thing yeah and it's yeah it's just uh really really cute so we get this like cute little pikmin looking guy this little blue furry guy <laughs> who i guess within this world that they live in some people are chosen to like I don't know. I guess he has to like collect treasure and then take it to some scientist who like. It seems like they mine stuff out of this giant talking mountain, and then it's his job to take the things that they find to someone else. He tells them what it is, and then he goes and like figures out what like act magic power or get something for it or something. Yeah, like he's that. like an adventurer for hire. But like he yeah. wanted to be a cook, but I guess something happened to his dad and his dad was the adventurer at the time, so Yeah. he's kind of the Bilbo Baggins of this world. <laughs> it's like a job an actual job they call it. A placeling they call yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. I mean a a lot of questions, not a whole lot of answers. It's uh it's issue one, so we're kind of establishing a lot of stuff, but I, I really like this. I, I like the style. I like all of the, the cute characters. This this big uh, living mountain thing is fucking crazy looking. Yeah. Awesome character designs. Yeah, I love how he, like, they go, he, and then I like how everyone in this world is apparently sentient. Like, everything. Like, yeah. Tree, every, and they're all telling this dude he's late for work. Yeah, yeah, he's late for work, the, and the rocks yeah. and trees and birds and Fucking and flowers. High heaven, even the yeah. mountain. The mountains giving him shit. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. But, so yeah, so if you like uh, cute little furry little friends, yeah, a little fantasy adventure. This is for you. Yeah, I, I I like stories like this. I like a good a good let's go for a real long walk adventure kind of kind of story. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a good break. From everything that's, it's just fun. Yeah. It's a fun book, you know. <laughs> Sometimes a palate cleanser, if you will. Yeah. Should we move on to the other palate cleanser? Speaking of palate cleanser, yeah, I I, we sure. we needed that because. <laughs> oh boy. Let's get this into some sad. Some sad. He does stories. go on a long walk, though. Sad turts. Yeah, there's so. there's plenty of of wandering adventure. So, <laughs> top story, uh, Last Ronin. We've talked about, I think we talked about the first two issues way back when. It, it, this book kind of comes out at, at a weird pace, so it's hard to keep track of it. So we figured we'd just wait till it was over, and here we are. Yeah, and it reads really well that way, too. Uh, I felt, it does. I, definitely. I definitely, because of the release schedule, and even just because of how much how much they put into this book yeah reading it issue issue definitely was a little tough but reading it as a whole uh, i felt i felt much better yeah there yeah uh, there's some ways that they break up the story that reads way better in trade so you can yeah. like keep the flow going from yeah uh one issue to the next and not break up and then read three different stories and realize and not realize where you are yeah you there, are there's, any of them there, yeah. there's a lot of different timeline things going on like the the there, there's some non-linear storytelling and they do a, a, a good job of letting you know where you are because each storyline has a different artist which yes. helped Def- that definitely helped a lot honestly yeah so all the main art is Esau and isaac escorza and then 
Ben Bishop does some of the like recent flashbacks. And then Kevin Eastman does like further back flashbacks. Or yeah. I think I'm getting that backwards. He does the black and white stuff. Right? Yeah. 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 So two different sets of flashbacks. Yeah. There's a we... lot going on in this book. Let's be real. So the the core concept of this book is essentially like, you know, your old man Logan, but for TMNT. Yeah, there's yeah. one there's one left. Yeah. And there's he's... one Logan. Yeah, he's kind of haunted by the ghosts of his three brothers. So, like, we kind of get all four of them there, but, like, they're mostly just there to kind of sass on him and, like, crack wide. Yeah. They're kind of his conscience, too. Like, yeah, they're, and yeah, also they're the, his inner voice, basically. One of the only sources of levity in the book. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, all of them are pretty fucking funny. <laughs> we, and we don't even know who is who um, and which one is the, the one that's left until the very end like the literally the last page of issue one yeah. is the like we find out yeah and it was, was like the the worst kept secret the day that came out like this got yeah. spoiled for me like <laughs> at least a hundred times before i actually got the book in my which hands which is unfortunate because i thought they did a really good job of like really making it it could be all of them right yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah. they did a really good job in that first issue it's like Okay, we definitely know there's one, but also maybe not. They, they like also was... did a good job of kind of giving you the tools to to deduce it on your own, because yeah. like they're because all four turtles have like kind of their own voice. So like yeah. there was a lot of like kind of s- stuffy nose science talk coming from one of them, and lots of snark. A lots lots of snark dickheadishness, I should say. There, there's lots of snark and lots of wisecracks, which kind of. Kept going back and forth in my head of like, okay, this could either be Raph or Mikey. Yeah. And then it was pretty plainly obvious that the voice of Leonardo was mixed in there too. So like by halfway through the first issue, I was like, okay, it's either Raph or Mikey. Yeah. Hmm. But it was a cool but of course, little but, added bonus we had. But I already knew that going into it. So, you know. Yeah. I was able to read this pretty <laughs> fresh just because I'm not in those circles. So I, I thought it was done really really well because like they show them all in the shadows too so it's like oh wait is he alone is he just crazy yeah what's going on here (laughs) also the the personality of the one that's still alive is so different because it's like i mean there's just so much trauma yeah he's (laughs) not he's not the party dude anymore yeah it's 16 17 years after the last time we really have seen the turtles right right you know what we were come to expect so like yeah much older, much more, like yeah. you said, much, but much more trauma. Stronger for some reason. Yeah, we can get to all that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how do we want to well, just try to run that bullet point? How do we want to break this down? I well, mean, the I, first issue is essentially just him breaking into Pagoda, trying to take <laughs> down the bad guy and failing. Yeah, so so we, we get a lot of setup in the first issue. It's It's him, he's alone, he's taking uh, apparently the foot clan took over new york city and they're like the yeah. one reigning government in just new york city as bad which, guys do yeah like sure. why doesn't the rest of the u.s government intervene you would think shredder really wanted to be kingpin <laughs> so <laughs> and it's it's ruled by not shredder not karai right, but karai's son hiroto who so. keeps her comatose body in a tube yeah he's got like a he's got a mr freeze thing happening with, yeah this dude's karai. got some fucking screws loose well yeah he also <laughs> thinks he's a god yeah 
Yeah. So he's yeah. like evil ninja Batman. <laughs> yeah. It's too much money and like, technology. Like, this is gonna sound weird, but he's like Shredder, but crazier. Like he's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like this dude's lost his goddamn mind. Well, he just has he's drunk with power. Yeah. And he thinks he's a literal god. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, bro, like calm down. He's got an army of Robocops. Robo Ninja Cops, right? Robo Ninja Cops. What do they call them? Psy? They call them something. Oh, shit. Yeah, they call them something weird. I can't remember because we talked about uh, the the ones from Marvel and DC. Yeah. What do they call them? I'm going to look it up. Every comic book publishing company has to have their own version of... A Sinja. 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 Because they're like... Uh, synthetic like cyborgs synthetic yeah because yeah, i i like that little scene because it's him like standing over a bunch of them and then it, it's the other three talking about what they should call them <laughs> yes <laughs> so i thought that was really I, I think they did a really good job of incorporating all of the turtles in this yeah old man Logan turtle book <laughs> yeah so i thought that was really cool well he's he's kind of he carries them with him as as baggage kind of emotional and literal because he has one of each of their weapons too yes yeah and some what what's left of some of them yeah which is the other like happen fake out scene of him like kind of uh going over like spreading out all the weapons so you yeah because yeah, he uses them all too right throughout the fight i believe so it's like so that didn't it's even a way to tease you, like, it and hint. tease it and yeah. drag it on exactly, yeah 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 yeah, I, I I really liked. They knew what they were doing in this first issue. Mm-hmm. They they knew that they weren't going to reveal who it was till the end, and they knew that we were going to change our mind on who it was yeah. at least eleven times before we got. Because he's got some new weapons. Because he got some tonfas too, man. Yeah. That oh, are like yeah. EMPs that are so, which is fucking dope. <laughs> they're so strange looking. I because I think like he he made it like when he hits them together, it's like a little mini EMP. So he kills some of the robots. So they're like, oh, he kills oh, the Mausers with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Which I think is cool. But they look like wrenches almost, like yeah. almost like repurposed like uh, he tools. Probably, maybe he built them himself or built it out of something else. Yeah. But yeah. I also like anyway. that they've kind of um, segregated New York by. Uh, by levels, like the upper, like high rise towers are like the Foot Clan, like mm-hmm. um, upper class, and then it's kind of like the 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 underground people, like where the turtles were. Yeah, there's like the top. Was it the top, the bottom, and then the rock bottom? Rock bottom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and rock bottom is like the the sewer level. Yeah. There, there's a. I wouldn't say there's a ton of world building, like, uh, for, like, just New York as a whole, but there's just enough to, like, make it interesting and set it and make it, like, future-y. Yeah, so, I think you get a lot of that, because we meet some new people when, you know, since we're talking about the issue, right? So he goes in, he tries to take out the entire... Right. Tries to like the raid. Yeah, he tries to the raid tower. He goes, he goes Leroy Jenkins. Work. He's just... Yeah. And it, it goes like, like you would think, like he's one old turtle against an entire army of robots and this one juiced yeah. up lunatic. Yeah. And then, then we, he, we, we meet the street level. Though. Yeah. We, yeah. Then he, get, yeah. We, so then we meet some of the street level people after he gets 
kicked out of a literal building and that's where we start getting some of the world we get some of the world building from them yeah we we get like it looks like the purple dragons are kind of in charge of street level and yeah there's a jones in their midst yeah so they she tracks the turtle down because he's hurt real bad and he's failed and decides i'm a i'm gonna commit yeah he's gonna commit seppuku this scene was brutal yeah and then he hurts my heart like, and I think a lot of little things happened here. Like, he was going to commit seppuku with Leonardo's broken sword. Yeah, but also I think as we learn, his shell and stuff's too hard, so it doesn't. I think he's too weak, but it also he's mutated a bit, so it didn't yeah. work. Yeah, well, we but do, then yeah she finds him and kind of saves him, and that's when we you know, and they had I like this. Uh, glowing don't go towards the light pages that they have yeah, every yeah. time yep. he gets hurt. <laughs> so yeah, so the the issue ends with him him waking up in the old sewer lair and April is there. I guess Fucking old. badass, like grizzled old April. Yeah. yeah. Who's she like one of my favorite characters shit. in the book. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah, I have a couple comments about that because like she seems to do like fucking everything. It's pretty she's, impressive since she was just, uh, you know, started out as a reporter. Like, it's pretty impressive stuff. Well, she's a yeah. scientist in this, I, I, I think. Also, she's got a world. fucking, like, robot arm and leg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, then we move on to issue two, and we kind of get... What do get... we want to do? The... Do we do oh, yeah. She, she says the name of... Oh, did we not say who it was? We, we did not. Ah, so yeah, we find out it's Mikey. Turns out it's Mikey. <laughs> but literally, his name is the last word in the in the be- in the last page of the first issue. Yeah, like yeah. they draw it out the for the whole issue. And yeah, they really the have last they day. really have fun with that. So I wanted to ask you guys, who did you think it was going to be, and who did you want it to be? Because I wanted it to be Mikey, so I'm glad that paid off. But mm-hmm. I also thought it was going to be Raph. Just I don't. I thought some, it was going to be Raph. Too. I was. Like, just, I was pretty much expecting it to be Raph. Like, yeah. I know it's the obvious choice, but like, it just it he just fits so well with the story. But I kind of like as we see, he kind of turns into all three of them, all four, or four of yeah, yeah. Well, like including himself. Yeah, right? Right. like he because of everything that happens, he kind of embodies the spirit of all of them be- through all of this stuff, which I thought was really cool. So I you think, kind of. It kind of is them in a way. And and Mikey Mikey as the party dude kind of always bothered me to an extent because like he's really the heart of the family. Yeah. And you don't get that enough sometimes. Like in, in some iterations, like especially the eighties cartoon. It's like you get none of that with Mikey. And yeah, I think he's just a joke machine. And it in the mm. comics over the last few years, especially with um with Sophie Campbell at the helm, has really kind of brought out his kind of sweeter nature. Like you know, he's a he's, podcaster. He's all yeah, he's also a <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> but like he he cares. He's the heart of the team. He's, you know, like yeah. he he takes care of the orphans and stuff like that. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. I think I kind of made reasonable uh, assumptions for why it could be any of them. Yeah, like I feel like yeah. there were compelling and like logical reasons for any of them. But I wanted it to be Mikey the most, just because I think I wanted that character journey for him. Right. And yeah. And yeah. 
like, I mean, this is amazing character work for the character work in the, in this book is fantastic. I love it is it. so good, and you 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 can tell you can tell that it's it's Eastman and Laird, and you can tell that it's been a long time since they've worked together. Like, there, there's just a lot of like, um. Like that Han Solo walking onto the Millennium Falcon and saying, Chewie, we're home. Like, I get that vibe a lot mm. <laughs> yes. from this book. Like, it, it feels like it feels like a visit from old friends that you haven't seen in a long time. But now, this is where it starts. This is where the timelines where... start to kind of break up. Um, so it might be easier to talk about doing the talk past about... stuff in this issue, and then we can jump back to the future. So. Uh, throughout the, like, the whole series, we kind of, uh, eventually find out what happens to the turtles, uh, you know, what, how they all, uh, died and, uh, how, like, everyone got, like, how New York became the, like, Blade Runner foot (laughs) future. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like, it starts off. The first flash, big flashback we get is that Casey and April having an engagement dinner with the turtles, mm. and they're late because they got their asses ambushed. And I, I, they are all in bad shape. <laughs> I love how like uh, April's worried that there isn't enough food, and like worried that you know, like yes, you know, the food's getting cold. We're all hungry, and then Raph just comes running in. Pushes everything off the table. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah. And then they throw Splinter on the table who has just been just, beat the shit. He's just bleeding out. It's like so um, much for what looked like Thanksgiving. Then uh then Raph did the Raph thing and just went and tried to fight the entirety of the foot by himself. There's a moment where he says it's body count time. And yeah. if you haven't read uh TMNT body count, do yourself a favor. That book is just some of the craziest artwork I think I've ever seen. Just some Uh, of the most. That sounds cool. It's it's fucking wild artwork. It's one of the most violent turtles books they ever made. So that was a fun nod because yeah, that's kind of what he that's and 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 that's kind of why it it wouldn't work if it was Raph. I think like because he would just do this. Yeah, he would just yeah. You know. Well, this the the title of this issue is the first to fall. So we. He does all this, but, and he does die, but he takes Karai with him. Yeah. Or at least we see what happens to Karai. Um, and we kind of find out later that she's like in a coma, but like he definitely took her out for the long haul. Um, and then in the present, Mikey and April are catching up. We kind of (laughs) see there's this great couple pages of April getting ready and, First, we see that she picks up her hand. It's like, at first, I was like, what the? Oh, got it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then she clicks it on, and then she goes to grab her leg as well. And then it just, like, falls across the room. She's like, god damn it. (laughs) Someone, like, moved her leg across the room. It's like, who the fuck? Like, like, god damn it. (laughs) And then we have this kind of scene where, you know, he's having, making coffee, but it's just all the crew sitting around the table talking as he's talking to himself. It's like, Oh man, this poor guy. The yeah. ghost crew. <laughs> this poor guy. And, and that, and that's again, like, like we kind of get all four, all four turtles kind of coming through Mike. Exactly. Right. 
and like how he remembers them like because yeah. wrath is definitely like an exaggerated version right of himself um and i think they all are a little bit but he's pretty much like dealing with that he tried to just kill himself and he's not dead because <laughs> yeah. he thought he was going to die this he is has yeah to deal with that this is kind of where we get a couple we get some reveals we get a reveal that mikey's getting stronger as he gets older through yeah, like bigger, secondary stronger and like he heals faster right it's just yeah the big well, three <laughs> he basically can't die <laughs> well yeah he can't die <laughs> like it's very difficult he's for like him to, yeah, to, yeah yeah he's super soldiered up times yeah he's he's and it could have just an advancement of the mutagen right uh um, right and this whole time i think you know they're just kind of talking about it catching up so that's where we get the back they're her and april him and april are talking and then we, and then meet, we meet we meet casey casey jones casey marie jones who we quickly learn is their daughter obviously yeah. but also was the person that dragged him back after he he passed out right so um oh man there's a lot of this book there's a and then lot. basically immediately they're just like all right you're gonna help us right yeah <laughs> so yeah uh mikey like wakes up and there's like not much time between that and then uh april and her daughter going all right yeah we need to like do a revolution but we need to do it like right now <laughs> yeah yeah but we we also learn a little bit about what happened to him in japan yeah what where, he's been up to yeah where like he just kind of went into the mountains to die and then wouldn't die <laughs> And yep. then I guess got bored and came back to the United States. Well, we went yeah, to well, go we, find yeah. uh, Donnie we and them. Splinter because they uh, were not with them when. Right. Well, we yeah. We kind of get more on that later. I think he went there first. Yeah. This is after that. Right. Oh, geez. Yeah. He goes out into the mountains, follows the path to his book, learns all the different stuff to event avenge his father because the last one is him coming back to here and I, when they tell the story again they show him going to the mountains right. after yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah like, like that's I said, where this it gets a little gets choppy reading um, it in a trade it was a lot easier to connect that dot yeah yeah <clears throat> and then uh the 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 book ends with uh or the, this issue ends with april going into a safe and pulling out Honeycutt's head. Yep. So they've got they've got a Hail Mary. So like he's their juicer. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, pour grapefruit much. in him. Just, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, he's just but but yeah, it, so so they have Honeycutt's deactivated head that I guess they haven't turned on since the ambush or whatever so, happened. So Honeycutt was the purpose of him was he was supposed to take down stockman right. um but whatever happened was that there was a like a, a beacon programmed into him it went both it went both ways right. yeah right he could get in but so could stockman yeah because so, so stockman was stockman was two steps ahead of them the whole it's kind of like what happened when donnie was uh was metalhead in the main idw series like stockman yeah. had since it's his tech he knows <laughs> where it is he knows its next move yeah. um so we get that whole story so we get some more fill in, which is how where, Leo and Casey and Mikey almost die. Like 
That's how Leo and Casey die. And that's how April loses two limbs. Yes. Because there's this, they're in this big fight, and then there's, he, uh, Stockman just blows Honeycutt up with like a self-destruct mechanism. Yeah, it's just blows it to kingdom come. Giant explosion. And that's when Mikey thought everyone died, you know, because he got, we, we catch up with him later. Um, oh, so so all the while story. too in in our main timeline we have Oroko Hiroto, which is oh hard, a bit hard Just, to say. Dude, what a what a real piece of shit this dude is. So basically, he declares martial law and goes like, "None of you guys are going to have any of the things that you want until you bring until me I find this turtle. Yeah, yeah. Until you bring me a giant mutant turtle. So and go find me." Says, I, you have everything you have because I will it. Like, all right, slow down. <laughs> yeah, all right, Jesus. Yeah, like he's even got like, yeah, he's dressed up in like a robe and shit. Like, very, yeah. He thinks very highly of himself. This guy. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, and this is when um, Mikey and Casey kind of start getting to know each other a little bit, and he's like. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go see what's going on. And he's like, no, you're not. It's like, I wasn't asking permission. Like, I'm, I'm going to go up and see what the deal is. And then right. she, she kind of sees that all hell's broken loose because he declared martial law. So he kind of, she kind of helps some people escape with her, her little crew. But even some of her crew is like, you know, we could end this today if we just deliver your mutant friend, you know? Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's kind of. The, I think the end of the issue basically is like, yeah, we got to go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get a way back flashback of April after the accident when she found out she was pregnant and had to rehab Oof. everything and came back, which is rough. Yeah, it went They're through going all to the therapy. therapy. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. Just no she, limbs and she's pregnant. It's like, yeah, oh. she she said the, the mental therapy was harder than the, the physical therapy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and then Mikey got blown halfway across the town, so he left because he thought everyone was dead, so he went to find he went to Japan as we find out to find Splinter and Leo. Splinter uh, and, and all uh, the while, Donnie. she's um, April's doing secret blood tests <laughs> yeah. on him to figure out about what's going on with the mutation. Um, just to study it, but we find out the real reason soon. Yeah. And then we get, uh, we, we, this issue ends with a reveal of this giant turtle tank. Yeah. Big old turtle tank. Who doesn't like, a, who doesn't like a good tank? Am I right? Hey, everyone doesn't shoot sewer tank. lids, but you know, it we don't know could. that it could <laughs> can't win them all. I, that always, that always cracked me up the flying sewer lid. Cause like a manhole cover weighs like a lot. To launch, like yeah, to to yeah. throw a manhole cover like a frisbee. Yeah. Also, whoever that hits is dead. Like just, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, like, one thousand percent. And if you limbs off, and if you miss, whatever it touches is getting destroyed. Like yeah, that thing is property damage. <laughs> just. <laughs> um. <sighs> so the next. Oh, God. I'm going to cut back to it. So, uh, beginning, Mikey decides he's going to train Casey to be, be her sensei, which is, which is nice. It's cute, right? Very cute. Um, we find the full, we kind of get the full story of what happened now. So we, um, 
Mikey went back to went where Splinter was from to see if he was there, the master Shinshiro of Clan Hamato. Yeah, and but then he, we kind of find out what happened to everybody. Yeah, he kind of fills fills him in that. So like, while all this, while all the the war was going on with um with Stockman in New York, Donnie and Splinter went to Japan for this truce meeting with Hiroto, and of course it was just an ambush. They just got dude. There's some fucking sick lines like oh you know you're supposed to come with no weapons but it's like well you know i did they're ceremonial and they're like you know we shouldn't have trusted them he's like if splinter just like if, if i trusted them i wouldn't have brought my sword yeah and, and, and as soon as it was set up he literally chops three people's heads yeah off. with, with one motion awesome. three guys have no like th- this is the splinter i've always wanted i've always wanted splinter like just killing the fools attack of the clones, Yoda splinter. yeah 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 just no mercy Killing bitches. Also, this scene, I don't know why, but I thought it, I, I was laughing to myself just looking at Splinter and his samurai clan, and him and his son are the only mutants in the clan. It's like all of these samurai, and then they're and like honoring this rat and this turtle, and it just, <laughs> it looks so funny to me, because <laughs> it's like... Because the, just the art style, they just like stick out, and it's just like yeah. all yeah. these guys in like classical like medieval japan era samurai garb and then there's a turtle and a rat and it's just like <laughs> but like i'll tell you like yeah they stick out too because donnie's like fucking huge yeah, yeah. and like, it's like he's like this is pretty far along so like he's big and beefy too like, yeah. it's like but this is splinter's clan why isn't it why isn't there like just you know yeah more mutants there well i mean well, they didn't get mutated until they got to new york city or it's, I think it's some kind of reincarnation thing. I don't know what version of the turtles this is. That's yeah, also kind of, th- there's this overarching thing of like, uh, it's hard to tell if this takes place years after the current IDW run or if this is like a kind of a different yeah. version of the turtles. Yeah. It's hard to say. I know in the IDW run, it's the reincarnation thing. Yeah. But it's just like, there's this, this fully functioning samurai clan, like, yeah. in that era. And then there's this just turtle and rat that are like the- Although in the main IDW series, there isn't both Hamato Yoshi and Orokusaki come from the same clan. They're both from the Foot Clan. So mm. this kind of suggests that there was always an Oroku clan and there was a Hamato clan that were always at war. Right. Yeah. We all do do we ever see Hamato clan that isn't the the turtles? Well, the Hamato clan's kind of new. Like, oh, that, okay. that came after um, the, the City Fall storyline um, in the oh. IDW series. They kind of formed You're the right. Hamato clan. But, like, it kind of makes sense that they've sort of always been Hamato clan, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they, they studied under the tutelage of, of Yoshi. They're his clan. Yeah. Just like. In New York, it's just it's just turtles and a rat. But if you go to Japan, yeah. they have a whole yeah, samurai fucking, army. Right, right, yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, they're no joke. Yeah. So he gets filled in. That's when he starts taking his walk into the mountains right after he finds out this stuff. So that yeah. links the two. So, yeah, yeah he, they tell him that they've passed away. Yeah, that completes the loop. 
He, yeah, because he um, showed up to to find that there was nothing there. There's really nothing for him there. Like they, they even said, like, look, stay. You're just as much a part of Hamato clan as any of the rest of us. And he's just like, for what? I can't. Yeah, I can't be here. Yeah. And then crawls into the, the mountains to die and can't. And here we are. And here we are. Yeah. And I love how like this whole time um, he's telling April this whole story and then um, kind of kicks back out of it and is like, so um, when were you going to tell Casey that? When were you going to tell me she was a mutant? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's this great moment, too. Uh, I don't know if it was earlier in this issue or last issue where he's, like, sparring with her. It's the beginning of this issue. And, it's fucking great. And it's just like, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is nothing good. You're you're a shit ninja. Oh, you, you know, you should have done this better. But, like, all the while in his head, he's going, how the fuck is she this strong? Yeah, how are you hitting me this hard? Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out because April was just around her and Casey were around the turtles so much they just kind of got infected or irradiated I guess yeah and it transferred over to her when she was pregnant and that's why she was taking doing blood tests to figure out if this is going to happen to her because she's very clearly getting bigger and stronger and stuff like that and heals quickly I uh I read that and then I immediately put that in a all right box and then didn't yeah. open it because <laughs> cool. I was yeah. like I don't want to think cool. about the implications of any of that. <laughs> yeah. So the other part of this issue is the let's go attack Stockman so we could take out all of the foot's tech. Yeah, because if you and take out... I really out, liked how they did this. If you take out Stockman, all of the robots kind of fall. Yeah. I loved how they told this story. It's like, okay, here's the plan. And then they lay out the perfect plan, interspliced with everything going wrong. Yeah. We, like, yeah, every so like, fucking thing goes wrong <laughs> across the board and it was i really liked how they did that i yeah. thought it was it was great yeah we have text boxes of the plan over top of the plan not working <laughs> yeah I, I just thought it was yeah so they try to do this invasion and they had this fucking textbook plan and it just goes to complete fucking shit mikey kind of saves the day a little bit um there's some great moments between him and and casey throughout this this yeah. fight because he's like I can't let any more people die. She's like, I don't, I'm going to fucking help. Yeah. And like, this like, point, you can't uh, stop me. <laughs> she calls him sensei and she, and she yeah. has been like training with him after this point. Yeah. This is where yeah, we kind of find out that there, that there's been a little bit of a time skip. Like yeah, weeks, maybe a couple weeks or something. Yeah. yeah. Cause they had to like prep. They got like a full frontal military assault. Yeah, where well, they like, they got to take down <laughs> geriatric cyborg. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do. I like I like old like, cyborg stockman. Like this is absolutely like what would end up happening to him. He's he's that like yeah. he's like that scientist from the fly. He's just gonna keep <laughs> doing it, doing it until there's nothing of right, him left. Until there's nothing left. Yeah. It's a yeah. cool design too. I'm not yeah. like I really like him as a villain. Yeah, Stockman. Yeah, and I like the whole time he's like, "Oh, no one, no one would attack me. No one would attack. Like, whatever, just send them out. It's fine." And then, like, they get farther and farther in, and then, like, some point, I think he realizes that a turtle's there, and he's like, "Oh no, fuck this well, shit! Like <laughs> I'm, gonna, the, I'm killing all these motherfuckers." Also, <laughs> like how the the how Saki is like, oh, uh, the, the he gets reports that um that there's like a. Uh, so explosions at Stockman's place, and he's like, "Oh, he's probably blowing himself up again." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Ah, fine, whatever." Yeah, he doesn't I, even he's give like, a "Wait shit. a minute, maybe I should go check on that." I I love Stockman as a villain because he's such 
an evil bastard and he's such a genius but at the same time he always fucks up somewhere and it's usually his yeah. own hubris at, i just at, yeah his, his ego gets i mean like life. it's funny too because my always like deep down like base impression of him is the cartoon where he becomes a fly <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes he does become a fly sometimes he becomes a fly sometimes he becomes a cyborg <clears throat> It's just sometimes, it's, yeah. It, sometimes he's a white ginger guy for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just like how it's it's such a weird like variable. It's always a toss up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit of a coin flip. But like what he's done well, he's this calculating evil bastard, and yeah, it's it's wonderful. Like like it, it, in the main IDW series, how he's just like mayor of New York City, but right, also it's genius. like. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh we get we get the touchdown, we get the uh we get the the football into the end zone. We get Honeycut's head into uh Yeah, April just... drives into with the tank, blows up all the Mausers with her EMP and yeah, spikes Honeycut's head right into Stockman's shit. Who won't just <laughs> stop quoting Gandalf for for some reason? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. <laughs> He's just like, you shall not pass. Well, that was the yeah, last thing just, he said before he went offline. Yeah. So like, got it. Yeah. It was just so he off comes of back a, online Lord and just Rings roasts stocks, just roasts them. Yeah. <laughs> and then, great. yeah, there's a this great moment where he goes to grab onto Honeycut and Honeycut just zaps him into just a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And. Now he's in charge. But that April and, moment in that issue was so badass. She's like, I would yeah, tell you how yeah. much I hate Mausers that she just, she EMPs like, like 10,000 Mausers. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're just like going to die and she shows up and just takes them all out in a page. In her fucking tank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cool. In the turtle then, tank. Yeah, since they did that, pretty much like, all the power in the city goes out. Yeah, they didn't really think also, that one through because they start flooding so all the, all the territory. Singes. Yeah, but like, but say. now all at Hirotu, because Hirotu's whole play was that he had all of these these eyes. Man. Yeah, all these eyes all over the yeah, city. Now all of these, all, all of these overpowered tech ninjas. Now all he has are just tech a bunch of jabronis, just a bunch of just dudes, which like Ooh, suck. Yeah, as we see in the next issue, Mikey pretty much just mows through them like they're fucking That's like nothing. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the series is that he gives this narration about how the only people left are like flesh and bone soldiers, but none of them really care enough about him to like risk their lives for him. Right. Yeah, they're just so one. They're just one punch ninjas, man. Yeah. Except that Dark Souls boss. Like yeah, two, what was that like? So, so if if all the robots are dead, how does he run into like two giant robot dudes? I guess they were that. like they're on a private, they're on a private grid, and they're like old tech, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like old. That, yeah, they're not Stockman tech. They're basically. like old cyborg tech. Yeah, they, <clears> so we get these like Power Ranger villains that he has to fight through. Yeah, so then we get, then they split the party. Uh, yeah, so Mikey, Mikey essentially just kind of decides that it's probably too dangerous to have anyone go with him, and he has to do it alone, so he 
goes on the solo mission for the second time as he <laughs> yeah. leaves Casey and Casey and April um, dealing with the fact that their home is being flooded. Yeah, yeah. because all the sewer pumps and yeah, stuff have sub turned pumps. off and they're so, all fucking broken. So they're in level two of the original NES game. Oh, God. <laughs> that, no wonder, that horrible underwater No level. wonder they almost die. <laughs> That's yeah, worse. I would the take reveal, the uh, I would take the suicide mission on the pagoda, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. way more preferable. <laughs> so, so we and can, her and April and Casey kind of get into it, like because she's April's like get the fuck out of here, and she's like I'm gonna help, and she punches a wall. This is where we. <laughs> it's like oh, this is oh, where so like, she knows. Casey's yeah. Got it. like yeah, she we Casey reveals that she knows that she's immune but like i mean of course how do you how do you not know that you have super strength you just punch a brick wall it's like yeah it's fine i'm sure other people can do that like literally nothing bad ever happens to me because it can't like i pretty sure i'm super human it's also funny too because there's an earlier scene where she's like sparring with mikey and she's like hitting uh hitting him and he's kind of berating her and like goading her like oh that's like a white belt kick yeah yeah, and, yeah but i great. wanted the scene of mikey like on his knees after like gasping for air it's like oh god she's <laughs> she's a mutant for sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just like shaking his fist off like ow, <laughs> like, ow. so uh oh. we haven't really talked much about uh a uh, 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 oroku hiroto because hey, there really isn't a whole lot to say about this guy other than he he has this god complex. Just an evil son of a bitch, man. But he he's got this oh. weird suit now. He's got like some sort of liquid living metal suit. It's and a Terminator Power Ranger. Yeah, he's like he's a T one thousand. Also T one thousand Shredder edition. Also like so the final bite final fight starts to begin right, Mikey mm-hmm. and Hiroto and. Mikey, before the fight begins, is kind of like, oh, your mother would be so disappointed. At least she had honor. And he's like, oh, you're right. I don't give a shit about her. She was wrong. And he just sticks his fist in the, like, containment unit and kills her. Yeah, like, why? He kept her alive (laughs) as a, like, a way to say, look, I look at all the things I did when you couldn't. I mean, because he's nuts. Why you just laid there. Yeah, because he's he's a fucking was It was all for spite. Like yeah, but like he's crazy. That that scene is like just it just I was just like he just killed her. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he needed you know Mikey needed the cutscene because he just fought his way through the dungeon and beat the two mini. <laughs> I, I really do like how when he. <laughs> I hope he got a pizza right before this level, right? <laughs> yeah, like he definitely should have because like he needed like fighting <laughs> pizza this, power. Well, I really this full on knight that shows up and then just this. Goldar looking motherfucker. I, I really do ha- like how uh, he starts fighting him and he realizes that he's like, be- even though Mikey is um, kind of strengthened in age, he the, the the hits from the armor are like really serious. So he's like, all right, yeah. I have to uh, I have to make him mad and like play into his ego. So he starts yeah. like goading him even more. And he's I trying mean, to find yeah. a weak spot. He's trying to find that big glowing red spot that he well, can... Also, that that's pretty. That's kind of a cool like uh, character development thing where it's Mikey the the jokester, but now the jokes are a tactical weapon. Right, like, he's yeah. honed he's, his comedy. He's to, doing a Spider Man. Yeah, 
And yeah. it's like actually serving a purpose and preventing him <laughs> from, you know, just getting completely overpowered. Yeah. And, uh, and then through this fight, we get like him using all of the different turtle weapons. And he's yes. like, I, Leo sends his regard and like throws his sword. And like Donnie says hello and like breaks the yeah. bow staff on him. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> how, how each each turtle got one last blow at this guy. Yeah, I, yep. I love it. And interspersed with this is <clears throat> Casey trying to figure out where April is and stop everything from flooding and, and then just decide yeah, like going I'm underwater. gonna do it my own because I'm a mutant and I can just do that now. Yeah. But it ends up getting it fixed and um so, get everything taken care of. Well Casey's big character arc because um when we meet her, she's very um she's kind of also impulsive and like really wants to fight and really wants to help Mikey. Um, because she hasn't really had anyone to teach her and uh, hasn't had any like real proper training. Um, so she really wants to help Mikey and Mikey just leaves to go on the final mission. And she's kind of, she gets hurt by that because they've been training and, you know, she thought that he had kind of like changed his heart about wanting to do it alone. Um, yeah. But then her old, her kind of like uh, big, uh, character development point is choosing to go help Mikey because April kind of tells her that he went there or going to help save uh, her mom because if she doesn't uh, turn off those pumps then April is going to die like she, yeah. she's not a mutant also she, she will drown so Casey's big character point which I really like that she kind of gets her own arc in this story as well is choosing to go with the option that will save her mom and you know that that's like the right that's like the superhero choice that's the tmnt choice yeah you use your superpowers to be a superhero yeah like that's yeah yeah, that's her hero moment so then uh they finally get new york city to flush (laughs) (laughs) and along with it some mud water uh... dude i i i kept thinking so so we have this final showdown they're just in like waist deep of sewage. They're both they both have open wounds. It's like, I mean, there is no winner here. Someone whoever survives is getting a staff infection. The, like the no one's ever. the best chance out of all. Oh, of them yeah, yeah, at least he's got a healing factor. I mean, he was born from these sewers, right? Like, yeah, he's yep. he's skated these sewers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's got his shots, probably. Yeah, he ends up uh, knocking. He he wins the knockout fight, man. He he fucking takes this dude out somehow. He takes out by sheer force of will, self healing, replicating armor. Yeah, and then just ends up just kind of. He tries to like zap him and just kind of like survives all of it, and he just ends up like drowning. Well, yeah, like I I I think it was it was Hiroto's hail mary play. Of, yeah. Like I have just enough juice in this suit to kill us both. Wish.com like... Lord Zed armor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. So But uh, then we find out, you know, Mikey Mikey doesn't make it. But he hands over his Splinter's book over to Casey to to learn to learn the way yeah and 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 the the arc of this of the the journal too is the last page of 
Splinter's journal, it said no peace. And um, when Mikey gives it to Casey in like his last breath mm-hmm. scene, he changed it so that it says no peace, like K N O W. Yeah, not yeah. N W. That's his. Yeah, N-O. yeah, and that's his message. So that was that was nice. That was poetic. Yeah. Then we get the Mikey in heaven scene. Yeah, and their heaven is, I guess, them teenagers again, living (laughs) in the sewers of New York City. I mean, of course. Yeah. Casey, Splinter, and the whole crew is there, eating some pizza. Then we get the secret ending. Yeah, we get the epilogue. (laughs) Oh, there's there's an Easter egg in this um, in this this afterlife scene where um, Raph says, or I think Leo says, I get to pick the toppings. It's pineapple ham and jalapeno that's kevin no, that's that's when they're fighting leo says that to casey he's like oh we're gonna buy pizza after this and oh. that's what he says the toppings are gonna be that was way earlier never mind i meant to bring yeah, that up yeah, earlier yeah. but that, that's a fun yeah. easter egg that's kevin eastman's favorite pizza oh is it yeah that is a interesting pizza yeah, we uh, when when we interviewed him for TMNT Minute, uh, w- one of the one of the questions we asked everyone that we interviewed on that show was, "What's your favorite pizza topping?" So oh. I already oh. knew that. So that's that's uh, a nice. that's a that's nice. a dueling genre exclusive that you're going to get um, only here. Does that does that factor into how much they love pizza? Is that <laughs> I don't know, man. Is that a cartoon thing or is that a uh, original? Uh, that's a good question i don't remember that interview was so long ago i don't remember if we if we got into that i don't think it was part of the mirage thing i think that started with the cartoon but yeah it's a kid but the whole pizza in the 90s and how how connected that is to the turtles is is it's an interesting phenomenon for sure i mean it looks like a sewer lid you know (laughs) it's all circular So uh, um, we get yeah. we get one last bit at the at the end with with Casey and and April where they've got four new turtles in a new batch of sludge I guess that they I guess they they managed to get some of the mutagen from Mikey's blood yeah they've probably figured out how to extract it and now they're gonna they're gonna make four poor unsuspecting turtles live through that I was just like, again. what happens if like they create like Brutal. four Rocksteady and Bebops? <laughs> right. instead or, of... or if they're yeah. or if they're just assholes. Like we, we don't know <laughs> yeah, how these right. That's they're all passive aggressive. <laughs> they're just dickhead turtles. Yeah. Like you don't know. We don't know how they're gonna turn out. They don't they don't but, have I mean, a... I guess that's I guess that's being a parent, isn't it? You know, uh yeah, they don't have the fair. spirits of samurai to <laughs> they get like fucking like uh just random people's spirits in them. Oh yeah, who yeah. are these guys gonna be uh reincarnated from? <laughs> or are they gonna or is this closing the loop? Are we reincarnating the turtles again? Oh, is God. this just Possible. is this the resurrection protocol? Ghostbusters like Turn. in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll get that book and we'll find out. Yeah. So it's it's cool that um that this isn't the end. Uh it, yeah. it, when this all started, it, it felt like Eastman and Laird getting together for one last kaboom. But I guess, I Maybe guess they not. like doing it because it looks like we're gonna get some more. So that's that's cool. That's good. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's just I'm glad that these guys are together again. They're working again, and they kind of worked it all out. But um, yes, sir. I I do love I love how Good Kevin fun. Eastman blocks out an action sequence. Like the the fight scenes in this were brilliant. They're just like real. The layouts great, are so good. Yeah. yeah, there are some awesome. Like some of the issues were full on just action packed. Yeah, the whole series really was kind of action packed. Yeah, and like we said at the top, like I I didn't really like this series when it was coming out. Like I I kept I kept feeling like I was kind of being left behind because everyone was so hype on it, and I was just kind of I kept getting lost in it. But sitting down and reading it all the way through. It's so much better. It, like this actually is a really good book. Yeah, it definitely flows. Some some books are, are just like that. You can tell that some of these stories are written as complete stories, and then they break them up for issues. Some of them are. Have, some people have a really good knack of making each issue feel like it's its own thing, but sometimes a story can't do that. Yeah, and this is just one of those stories. So yeah, if you yeah, if you've yeah, been holding off on this, if you've been waiting, uh, get on it. This is a uh, this is yeah, good. Issue five just kind of came out a couple weeks ago. I think so it was last week will, actually. Last week, yeah. So a trade will be coming soon, ish, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? With with the pace so, that this came out, who knows? Um, at least it's done. So like you know, IDW could put a trade out pretty quick, but we'll see. Yeah, they usually are pretty pretty quick about it. This is a pretty popular book, so I feel like they're going to want to get a trade out pretty fast. Yeah, man, everybody was talking about this book because everyone wanted this book for so long. Like, th- yeah. this is something, I, I, uh, if I'm remembering it correctly, I think they worked on it together years ago and shelved it. So, like, they came back to it. So, like, people have, have kind of heard about this book forever. And it's, mm-hmm. so, like, it's it's great to finally have it in your hands after so long. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was great. All right, so what do we have coming out this week? Good question. X-Men. It's always X-Men, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, record-breaking Spawn 329. Good God. Batgirls, not Terra. Oh, some Hulk Thor book? I don't know anything about it. It's Hulk fighting Thor. That's That Back can be fun. Lot. Oh, Jurassic League. That, that looks cool. That's the Philadelphia. Philip Kennedy Johnson, Jurassic oh, Justice League as uh, dinosaurs. Justice League as dinosaurs. I mean, that'll be fucking dope. Gotta talk about that. Oh, Daniel Warren Johnson. I'm sorry, not Philip. I wrong three name person. <laughs> yes. Daniel Warren Johnson. Sorry. That checks a that'll lot of boxes, cool. doesn't it? I I feel like uh, that's got the ten year old market pretty much clenched up, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's got the yeah, RJ it's gonna be, clenched them. <laughs> and it's gonna be like yeah, but it's gonna be like aggressive action. It's gonna be dope. Oh, is it? Yeah. Nice. Just because like it's. Daniel Warren Johnson, and he writes like it's gonna be crazy. Um, that first Captain America book we just talked about, Zero, the the Sam Wilson one's coming out. Um, what else we got? More GI Joe Saturday morning adventures. Oh fuck yeah, that book is great. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple things here and there. So it looks like a decent week, and we'll you know have all our free comic book day books that we're never gonna read or read three months from now. Yeah, right. We'll finally, get around to them. <laughs> <laughs> I th- there's so few free comic book books that I ever get around to reading. I always go out, I always grab the ones I want to grab, and then it just kind of. Yeah, I think there's a few that came out this week uh, that I was looking forward to, but yeah, 
I think there's a Turtles one that people have been hyping up. I think it's a, a lead into whatever this next uh, big event is. So I'm probably gonna probably gonna try to grab that. Mm. Which I like that they do. They could do that for free, and you know, you get some new thing. But also, it's like if I'm already reading it and I miss that free comic, it's like fuck. All right, what what the hell's going on? Right. Yeah. It, it's kind of. It is what it is. Double-edged sword there. Anyway. All right. Well, if you want to if if you want to hear more podcasts about uh the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, boy, do I <laughs> do I have a thing for you. So, uh, I've, I I I am one of the hosts of one of our Movies by Minute podcasts here on Dueling Genre where we did all three Teenage Mutant Tur- Ninja Turtles movies one minute at a time. So, if you want to hear me talk a lot about the turtles, go check that out. And also if you're listening in now as a result of getting here through the TMNT Minute podcast, welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stick around for 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 more comics. I, I hope you tune in more. Uh, we try to cover Turtles as it comes out. I think we have uh, the IDW series is, is about to close up a major story event we're probably going to cover soon. So we'll be talking about Turtles more. Um, stick around. Keep your eyeballs peeled. Uh, also consider joining our our patreon i'll give you links to that in our episode description along with a link to our discord server so come check us out come hang out talk to us we talk back we're a fun little community here at doing genre uh, all right well that's it for us uh for myself for for rj and sean and casey i hope you survive uh free comic book day uh this is tales from the short box goodbye everybody